It was one sandwich. It was what? So we we left the Ren first. The food I got the Ren Fair, I got a sausage, bread, and cheese. For, guess how much that cost? Um, probably what fifteen bucks? Exactly fifteen dollars. <laughs> um, I waited in line for that for forty five minutes. Very likely where I got sunburned. <laughs> um, so I ate that. And was so fucking miserable about it because it was not worth the 45-minute wait. Um, or the $15. I or did. the $50. <laughs> Let me tell you what. It was not worth the $50. Um, I, we left the rent fair and we were like, we need to get food before the show because it's going to be super expensive at the theater. Saw Sonic on the way and we're like, well, we don't have that around us, so we might as well stop here. Uh, worst Sonic I've ever been to in my life. Everything was soggy he's saying it's the worst sonic he's ever been to everything was soggy and yet he still <laughs> kept because i over. was not hungry enough to finish the sandwich <laughs> and i do not throw out food i wasn't hungry enough to finish the worst sonic sandwich i've ever had yes that's but true. i will reheat it and finish. i don't understand what's preposterous about that i'm saving money dude throw it out no you're saving money how expensive is sonic okay sonic all together got uh fries a shake two drinks a sandwich $23. So, very inexpensive. So you're you're proving my point. I will not waste any <laughs> money ever. I find that I will not waste believe. food. What why is it crazy that I don't waste food? You know, you're saying you're wasting money and you have also bought a slime controller just like me. I I don't believe that that was a waste of money. As someone who owns a slime controller, it is a waste of money. <laughs> well, you're also someone who owns a, tri- a slime controller and doesn't love Dragon Quest. I do love Dragon Quest. I was just telling you I had a fucking dream about <laughs> Dragon Quest. <laughs> That's true. You did tell me that. What's new with you? <laughs> Unless you want to uh... roll in on me fighting you about food. No, I I regret that I didn't start recording sooner <laughs> when you were talking about how you were casually gonna just drop that you reheated Sonic. Why um, is that? Good? <laughs> okay, listeners, we are rolling in right now. If you <laughs> think it is socially except morally acceptable <laughs> to get sonic not finish it in one sitting i drank my milkshake first i drank the milkshake first because i knew it wouldn't keep not throw it away especially when it's the worst sonic you've ever had and then reheat it 
to finish it the next day. If you think that is as immoral and sinful as me. Frankly, drop, it was a, better when drop I reheated. a comment, please. Frankly, we need it was better comments. when I reheated it because it wasn't soggy anymore. Toasted that shit up real good. Yeah, I'm part of the fucking air fryer cult. Hell, you're part of the deep fryer cult. If I could, oh, I would, I would kill to still have a deep fryer. If I did what not, what happened to yours? Do you know how Was hard it just it, that disgusting? It got gross, and also, do you know how hard it is to move every year with a deep fryer? Yeah, I suppose. I guess I didn't even move with my air fryer. Mm-hmm. It's... And I am going to sell it. I'm not going to be... You're leaving the cult? You have to get jumped out. You know that, right? <laughs> I've seen that episode of 7th Heaven. I know how gangs work. <laughs> Welcome to a new edition of We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. The podcast where one of us is about to get jumped. And also, uh, we quiz each other on movies that the other person hasn't seen. I'm your co-host, Ethan, and this is your other co-host. Wesley. The current score is Ethan, 27.25, and Wesley, 43.25. So you could say we're close. You'd be wrong, but you could say it. We're strictly co-workers. Mm-hmm. That's why he's not invited to my wedding. And that's why Ethan doesn't know that I have been married twice. <laughs> what? <laughs> Once to Kira. Girl dish. <laughs> What's up, motherfuckers? I'm going to be eating during this episode again. <laughs> Haven't done that in two years. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Man, I keep spiking. This is out of, well, that's apt, isn't it? This episode is brought to you by Spike Lee, the only episode uh, where audio peaks like crazy. The only episode. We've never peaked on the show before. (laughs) (laughs) But we have peaked in terms of quality. Absolutely. If you're still sticking around, this is a slow rolling dissension. Distension. Uh, so we had open-ended questions. There were five points on the line. Why haven't you seen it? What do you know about it? Um, sorry for the pause. It's the first time I've read this. Um, (laughs) it's the first time he's been on a real episode. (laughs) We finally replaced Wendy Cock. I've been thinking about Wendy. Wendy Dickwad. (laughs) It's Wendy Dickwad now. That's right. The papers went through the. The town hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said that this is Spike Lee movie, which is also the reason why you haven't seen it. You just haven't seen a lot of Spike Lee. Because I hate him. It's not mm-hmm. true. Uh, you recalled uh, something from your work. Are you really going to not give me any points because I know it from work? You said it was uh, the love and hate knuckle jewelry. Uh, <laughs> the owner of said jewelry was Radio Rahim. You said this is a movie about police brutality mm. and about the aftermath of Radio Rahim's murder. Mm. No. <laughs> it's not as much about that as that is a thing that happens in it. 
I gave you a quarter point. Fuck you. <laughs> Eat shit, dude. <laughs> That's at least one point. I asked you, is it hot today? You said it's the hottest day of the year. Hot. Hot. You got a full point. Mm-hmm. It is the hottest day of the year. It's record-breaking, even. Mm-hmm. But, Ethan, is there any subtext to the idea of it being the hottest day of the year? Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> it's pretty devoid of any meaning, probably. <laughs> I, I was literally... I was reading the reviews of this movie that are listed on Wikipedia, and that was <laughs> one of the negative reviews of it back when it came out. Some newspaper was like, this movie's trying to talk about race, but it's devoid of any meaning. Has no idea what it's trying to say. <laughs> written by, written by Daniel Smith, <laughs> eighty-three years old. What ethnicities are represented in this movie? I don't want to talk about this question. I feel like you're just going to use it to. <laughs> Point an unflattering mirror at myself. <laughs> I I gave you uh, three quarters. All because I assumed that the Chinese people would be here. I don't. I'm not. There's there's a Chinese population in New York City for sure. Mm-hmm. Not in Bed Stuy. Prove it. <laughs> <laughs> no one I know personally. Error. Error. <laughs> Cannot prove. (laughs) Cannot prove. No Chinese people in New York City. There are zero Chinese people in your area. Um, (laughs) what problem does Buggin' Out have with Saul's Wall of Fame? I mean, it's not the vibe. It's fucking with the street vibe. (laughs) It is kind of fucking with the street vibe. I would say it's fucking more with his vibe than the streets vibe. <laughs> Everyone else is fine with it. Hey, listen, I'm buying into bugging out. He's right. It is fucking with the streets vibe. It. How is Sal going to be in a black neighborhood and have a wall with no black people on it when they're the only people who eat at that restaurant? I mean, I'm not going to defend Sal, but also no but one. But are you going to defend bugging out? <laughs> Bugging out, um, I, I realize, is played by Giancarlo Esposito. Did mm-hmm. not recognize him. He looks so yeah. different. I remember... <coughs> He's got COVID. I um, saw his name in the opening credits, and I was like, oh, I'll be interested to see what he looks like when he was young. And then quickly forgot he was in this movie <laughs> until I looked at the Wikipedia page later. I'm like, wait, holy shit, he is in this movie. <laughs> Plays a character Nuts. nothing like any character he plays now. <laughs> um, and then he said, what is it that Radio he was known for, you said? Am I uh, boring you? Yeah, just trying <laughs> to stay awake. <laughs> uh, he said he's known for his big personality and jaywalking. He does have quite a big personality. He barely says a word. <laughs> He's got quite a large body. <laughs> Not the same. He's got a so, big dude, Bing Boombox, plays one song on loop, Fight the Power. Uh, you're leaving open-ended with two points. 
multiple choice. Which is not something Mookie does during the movie. You said he would never give Smiley money. He does give Smiley money. Yes. But, like, he doesn't want to, really. He just wants Smiley to go away. Um, he never does strangle Pino. But he should. Yeah. Mookie doesn't need to strangle Pino. Pino just needs to go away. John Turturro also great in this movie. Looks mm-hmm. super yeah. young. Very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Looks super young. He does Very a- good CGI. <laughs> Very good CGI. <laughs> Not sweaty at all. Nothing like Grand Moff Tarkin. Why do we see the police for the first time in the movie? You got this right. What was it? They spray water on that shitty white dude's car. Mm-hmm. The fire hydrant. What is Martin Lawrence doing in this movie? I don't know. <laughs> he was just free. He was hanging out on set. He was driving by in his antique automobile. <laughs> Who does Sweet Dick Willie claim he could beat up? This is one of my favorite moments. In the movie. I was I was close. This is early in the movie before you learn his name is Sweet Dick Willie. Yeah. Um, he claims that he can beat up uh, Mike Tyson. Yeah. I don't think he ever explicitly states that he could. He just said he would never let Mike Tyson fuck with him. (laughs) (laughs) He heavily implies that he could beat Mike Tyson's ass. He's such a small character, but easily has some of the funniest lines in this movie. You know why they call me Sweet Dick Willie. (laughs) Who throws the trash can? He said Radio Raheem. No, it's Mookie. Mm Mm-hmm. And a huge riot does break out after he throws that trash can. Yeah, I gave you half a point for it. Hmm. It's for a little a huge bit more brawl. It's not really a... a brawl. It's just like, we're going to just destroy this building. Mm-hmm. The brawl already took place. Mother's sister starts screaming, burn it down, burn it down. Then something happens, and then she just goes, no, no, nothing has changed about the event, really. She just seems to change her mind about the fire in the middle of it. And I, I've spent a long time trying to figure out what that meant. Because I'm not saying that it was like weird or bad, because it was meaningful and intentional, and I just don't, I can't unpack what it means. Error, error. <laughs> There are no Chinese people in Bed-Stuy. <laughs> I cannot relate to this piece of media. <laughs> it reminds me of... Uh, there was a huge, huge fight at one of my schools. And the kid, who, the kid who instigated it never threw a punch. Never got a punch landed on him. Mm-hmm. Took the bus home. That's pretty sick. That's honestly cool. Hey, if you're listening, Wes's student, nice. That's exactly what you should do. Get the other kid in trouble for trying to attack you, even though it was fully your fault. Oh, he got suspended too. Oh, okay. Nice. (laughs) Uh, What does Demayer buy mother's sister? You got this one wrong. What was it? He gets her a bunch of roses. They're very expensive, though. Mm-hmm. 
Flowers are expensive. And they should be. Wes has no comment. He's also giving me another opportunity to cut this from the episode. I'm just saying you're saying a lot of problematic things. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, True or false? Uh, Sal is in love with Mookie's sister. You said true. It is. Sal would disagree. (laughs) There's a lot to unpack in that moment, (laughs) I think. I would still say yes. Yeah. I really... So as uncomfortable as that whole premise and scenario makes me, the way that it's shot where during that conversation, you don't even see Sal and Jade anymore. It's just Mookie and Pino watching the event, feeling just so deeply disturbed by the fact that it's going on. I was like, this is very good cinematography. (laughs) Yeah. The but shot you were all, composition. You were all for it, right? Yeah, you know, I'm just like, love is love. <laughs> we don't know how old Jade is. <laughs> Sal could have had his boys young. Might not even be his. They might be brothers. <laughs> <laughs> they just call him dad. <laughs> it's an Italian thing. Rigoletto will back me up on it. <laughs> Mookie and Sal make amends at the end of the movie. You said true. Now, I was thinking... I was thinking hard about this, too. Mookie seems to... kind of want to say that... let's move past this. It's water under the bridge. But obviously, Sal does not agree... to that at all. Because his restaurant is burned down. So the intention was that the correct answer, it's true that it's false. It's Yeah, it's false. But there's much more nuance to it than just a black or white, true or false. Yes. And I put this question in because apparently the original ending of this movie, the way Spike Lee wrote the script, was that they make amends at the end of it. And I don't think that would have felt right. No. The muddy difficult relationship that they have feels correct i mean it's just like that's the whole premise of the movie that everything's Mm -hmm. so messy and no one no one's fully in the right and no one can (laughs) believe it or not it's hard to do the right thing yeah so it's true that smiley hangs a picture of black jesus on sal's wall of fame no that's 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 not true. It's the king and Malcolm. Elvis. <laughs> it's the, yeah, it's Elvis and Malcolm X. What does Smiley call Malcolm X at the beginning of the movie and draw a picture for? I can't remember. I can't remember either. I just remember him going, Mal- uh, Martin Luther King, he was a king, and he draws a crown over his head. And then Malcolm X, and I'm pretty sure he just draws an X over him yeah he does what does smiley want you said it was true that sunny the no, Wesley, Korean store you need, to do, you need to tell me what smiley <laughs> wants i'm just gonna dangle these keys in order to keep us moving uh you said it was true that sunny the korean store owner claims to be black yep 
Yep, that's true. And are pretty that's much true. the exact same subtext <laughs> that I mentioned he would bring it up. Because mm-hmm. that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> Does not compute. It's the only time the movie did compute. There are no Chinese. There are no Chinese people in. There are no Chinese people in Bedsty. <laughs> Only black. <laughs> Only Thule. <laughs> <laughs> when did the Ghostbusters do the right thing crossover? I'm picturing that it's the same exact movie. Except... <laughs> At the end, the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man just starts stomping He's... through the neighborhood. No, I'm picturing just Rick Moranis just booking it down the street. <laughs> oh, Jesus. He ran far. <laughs> he got the fuck out of Manhattan or wherever Ghostbusters <laughs> takes place. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say rest in peace. Rick Moranis is very much still alive. <laughs> he just got beat the shit out of. Him. <laughs> yeah. Um. You said bugging out would not get everyone on the street to. No, you said that bugging out gets everyone on the street. To... No, no, no way. I said I said he didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I bugging said it out was... gets everyone on the street to boycott sales. I said false. And you said false, and that's true. Yes. <laughs> you really need to switch up your <laughs> language because now you're starting to get confused with this bit. It was the funny. listeners love it. They, it was they funny tell me when you it. could understand it, <laughs> but you clearly can't anymore. Grandpa's getting old. <laughs> the listeners tell me they love it. <laughs> And then after the fire, the only thing left standing is Radio Rahim's seemingly unscathed radio. He said we, false. It we see that shit body. shattered to pieces <laughs> on fire. All right. And then the screen grab. Ethan, you want to explain what it was? I was kind of correct. It's him. It's Radio Rahim talking to Mookie about his... Um, brass knuckles that say love and hate and describing how hate always seems to take the lead, but love will always overcome it. Kind of like talking about how these two things will always exist and work in an established pattern. Yeah, uh, that's exactly it. Uh, But unlike what you said, this is that wasn't, anything close to what you said about the <laughs> what did i breath. say that you're not giving me points for you correctly identified as radio Ahim. point uh you so it's correctly so read you correctly read the brass knuckles as love hate point <laughs> he's not getting interviewed so i know i didn't get a point there half point for saying talking to the screen directly <laughs> Okay, two and a half point. Don't tell me that I didn't get anything when I got some stuff. But you specifically said, well, kind of like what I was getting to with my answer, that this was, you know, this is about the duality of love and hate. You didn't say have anything to say about that. I, I mentioned the intermingling of the two concepts of love and hate. 
You simply said <laughs> the press I knuckles. did run the record. I'm going to play my audio back again, and it's just going to reveal the fact that you don't listen to me. It all goes in one ear and out the other, which is hard to do when you're wearing over-the-head headphones. He, he so, picks up one of the cans just to let it all out. You got two and a half points. Um, Ethan, do you want to do bonus questions first, or do you want to talk about this movie? Uh, let's do bonus questions first. Okay. What is Samuel Jackson's character's full name? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you should have known. I should have known. It's only fair. It's honestly only fair. Ah, uh, his name is something love, but I can't remember his first name. You want the answer? Yeah, give it to me. Mr. Senor Love Daddy. Mr. Senor Love Daddy. Yep. He says it at the beginning. It's an incredible radio show. Yes. <laughs> it's a great framing device for the movie. It's that's uh, cool. I love that he just faces the street, big picture window. And just announces everything that's going on in the street. <laughs> Not a bad podcast idea. Yeah. Let's let's try it out once. <laughs> we can't move Disney in on World. that territory. Yeah. Podcast but outside is pretty much that already. Um which racial group does Sonny, the Korean store owner, insult? So this is during that part of the movie where we just see different characters just insulting other groups of people. Yeah, I'm trying to So remember. here are your options. Here are your options. Oh, right, right, right. People who are black, people who are Italians, people who are Puerto Ricans, people who are Jewish. Fuck. And I know it's between the last two, but I'm just trying to remember... I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it's people who are Puerto Rican. It is Jewish. Fuck, I knew it. I was it was him talking about the cop. God damn it. All right. True or false? True true, true or false. Demare only shows one act of bravery. He saves the kid in the streets. He also stands up and stops the mob from getting sale. So I'm going to say false. That is correct. That's true. It's false. So, yes, that's what I was thinking of. It was just there's only two, one time. Yeah, there's only one time where he overtly talks about being brave and how he's never done a brave thing before and everyone's like wow i've never seen you be brave but turns out he's pretty constantly brave he's pretty cool he may be an alcoholic he may have abandoned his family but he's a pretty chill guy all things considered <laughs> he's one of those cool alcoholics that make me want to be an alcoholic <laughs> like my dad <laughs> my da- dad if you're listening i know you're not an alcoholic that was a joke for anyone else who's listening I know you're not listening. Send me a text <laughs> if you are, though. You're out drinking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Ethan, would you rewatch this movie? I think I would. Uh, there's definitely stuff 
that you wouldn't pick up on on the first watch. It is, as with any Spike Lee movie, the f- the first two acts of the movie are greatly changed by the huge climactic event in the start of the third act. Mm-hmm. He structures his movies in such a way that the inciting incident is also often one of the last things that happens. Right. Um. The music is great. The the cinematography we've already talked about being good. The performances are all quite good. Um. I, I hate to shit talk Spike Lee as an actor, but he's kind of the weakest one in the cast. Yeah, I would agree. And I think he knows that, but like, still. Um, he does a, he does a solid job. Like, I'm not going to say he was awful, but like, I think another person could have cleared up the ambiguity of that character in a way that, that works a little better. Like um, Wayne Brady. Yeah. It should have been <laughs> <Imagine>. <laughs> or Dave Chappelle. <laughs> um, we, then we just wouldn't have liked Mookie. I do think that this movie can come off as slightly misogynistic. The women characters aren't written super well, and I just want to mention that. But it handles its subject matter, which is inherently messy, with the gravitas that it deserves. I also appreciate that it does end with two kind of conflicting quotes from Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X. Because as the movie was wrapping up, I found myself at a loss for kind of what the movie was trying to say. And those two quotes really put, reframed my my, my point of reference in a way that was mm-hmm. probably more in line with what Spike Lee was going for. That um, violence is never the answer. Except <laughs> when it is. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it. I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, but I will say, I do, st- I do still think I, I like Black Klansman better. Yeah, they're very different movies. But if you're just comparing like one director filmographer's work, I prefer. I would rather watch that one first yeah i think um i would rewatch this movie i'm glad i finally got to watch it mm-hmm. um i think this movie's more rewatchable than black Klansman, though i would say mm-hmm. black Klansman's a stronger movie but because it's so strong Mm. It doesn't lend itself as much to a rewatch because of its subject matter and how emotional one gets when watching it. Yes. <laughs> um, this movie has those moments as well, but it's not for such a prolonged period. It doesn't take the dagger and continually press it into your heart like yes. Black Klansman does at the end of the movie. It doesn't really have the uh, 
you know, Black Klansman definitely has like a almost like a siren going off the entire time. Like this is happening. This is happening. Yes. Like, <laughs> like everyone needs to be on eye alert. Everything's fucked up in the world. Mm-hmm. And do the right thing feels a little more casual and relaxed. Like this is just like this is everyday life. Mm-hmm. This is the status quo. Yeah. But in a way that's like this is how people are. Not this is how our society has been structured, and we need to do everything in our power to dismantle it right now, now, now. Like Black Klansmen, <laughs> they're coming to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the cops suck in both movies. So, like, what are you gonna do? Wait, they do. Oh. <laughs> well, they're they're a little bit better and do the right thing. Uh, are they? <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say I, I think you really maybe... believed me for a second you thought <laughs> okay. I was being serious for a moment no Wesley they're terrible um are we are we doing better are we doing better uh with regards to do the right thing uh compared to last week hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes we are doing better uh I did like this one quite a bit and I do think it was higher quality than a majority of the movies we've done in the past. Yeah. I concur. And, um, yeah, just, uh, I, I, I just gotta, you know, just try, try not to hold me back or maybe you should, because I just gotta, I just gotta say at the top of my lungs, I love cinema. I I could just consume it all day long and I'm sorry that I'm so heated right now and that I'm not watching my language but gosh darn it I just I could sit at a movie theater and watch a good hour and 30 minutes <laughs> not even enough time for most <laughs> movies today <clears throat> Bring back the 90-minute movie. <laughs> uh, cool. So, Wes, tell me my score, and then we'll roll out of the first half. Ethan, you've bounced back. You got 11 points. Woohoo! Ha ha ha! Back to Monkey. <laughs> We're back with Monkey. <laughs> You're still oh, a I good... I can't say uh... that right now, can I? <laughs> nope. Uh... <laughs> You are still a good five points behind me, but crazier things have happened. Mm-hmm. And I forgot that I still have one movie left. I really thought that this was the last one. <laughs> Starting the season is... Or going second every season is so weird. Yeah. I guess I don't agree. It's because I have no feelings about it. I suck it up and I do the work. <laughs> Wes edits every single episode of this show. Are you fucking kidding, Ethan? Yeah, maybe it's time for you to step up. (laughs) I agree (laughs) with you. (laughs) Uh, So we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, I will have finished the quiz that I wrote this morning. (laughs) And, uh... I did the multiple choice thing again, where I wrote the right answers and I forgot to, to, to write the fake answers. And we'll be back to sync as well. Yep. That's my burden to bear.
Rar. We're back. <laughs> Just in case anyone thinks that I don't burst into song all the time, I do. Um. All right, Ethan's uh spat back up his uh. What do you call it when cows uh eat something and then have it go back up? Isn't it called like? Oh, my brain is, is saying called? chud, but it's not chud. I was going to say cod, but it's not cod. It starts with a, a hard K sound. God, I should have been a fucking hick. <laughs> I I should have joined 4-H. <laughs> it's not rumen. Maybe it is rumen. No. Cud. Yeah, cud. I was closer. No, I was I cl- added a letter. <laughs> I, had I added cud. a letter, you changed a letter. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, which one is closer? Chud or cod? This is fucking bullshit. Because I already know the listeners are concerned with you. Well, no, I'll put up I'll put up a blind poll right now and I'll and I'll check it at the end of the episode. They always side with you. They never want to admit that popcorn's a meal or that you should just show me hentai. <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> but I thought they would. <laughs> they would love it. All right. I tweeted it. And I, let me vote on it real quick just to make sure <laughs> that I win. Oh, tell Takara good luck dyeing her hair. Good luck on your hair, lady. Good luck on your hair, lady. She's probably tuning me out. Well, you don't have shit to say. Uh, We're back with the movie that I just watched. Dolomite is my name. I watched it this morning. I thought we were going to record pretty soon after that, but that was my fault for not texting you last night about when you were free. It's Mother's Day, and I expect that you probably spent some time with your family. Nope. I called Sometimes her. Sometimes you have to... Mm-hmm. I called her, talked for maybe four or five minutes, but most of my day was working on a project that I kept procrastinating on, my final. He's been working on a project. Just barely... Just enough to keep his salary. Alrighty, blow your horn. <laughs> Alrighty, Randy, it's time to talk about some more cinema. <laughs> oh, oh, good. We're talking about. <laughs> I, I'm not sure if you heard me the first time, but I, I, I just adore it. <laughs> All right, so we're talking about the 2019 classic film Dolomite Is My Name, starring Eddie Murphy, but. <laughs> I can't do this for the whole episode. I wish I could. Maybe next time. We'll do the season wrap up like that. <laughs> I loved him in Meet Dave. The problem with doing this voice is in order for me to get picked up, I have to get very close to my microphone. <laughs> and I don't like doing it for this long. The problem with this voice is that it comes far too natural to me because it's my actual voice. <laughs> and Wesley is the character I've been playing my whole life. 
He's unleashing the truth. Uh, so Wesley or Wendy, whoever's trying to answer, why haven't you seen this movie and what happens in it? Haven't seen this movie. Um, because of the the big scandal that prevented Eddie Murphy from hosting the Oscars. This was going to be his comeback. And, uh... Hmm. I don't remember and that I, at all. I am being this purposefully vague because I don't remember the details. <laughs> <laughs> but you let it, it... It was powerful enough to let you not watch the movie. <laughs> uh, no, the real reason is... I have no time. He's so bu- he's too busy for cinema. His one true love. I have no time because it's over. It's over an hour and three minutes. <laughs> um, Can't watch YouTube video essays anymore. <laughs> what do I know about it? It's about a um, comedian. I'm blanking on his name, but he develops this uh, hotshot persona. Uh, because he decides he wants to be uh, just a wealthy celebrity. I hope that got picked up. Excuse me. <laughs> um, do you do you have to deal with them? No, Are they okay? They do that all the time. Okay. She simply doesn't like him. he develops this persona of uh dolomite and he uh does these black exploitation films where uh he is just doing just absurd crazy uh, antics that don't look great and uh, he also ha- is known for um, his just absolutely disgustingly raunchy stand-up as well, um, where the image of the like the the vinyl image is usually blurred whenever it's featured anywhere because it's just so mm-hmm. obscene. Cool. That is cool. I think that sex is interesting because <laughs> you see, I don't I really find <laughs> sex that interesting, except for when it's on the silver screen. <laughs> I because it's usually under ninety minutes. I find myself primarily watching pornography in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> have I have I told you about my favorite? Uh, genre of all the adult <laughs> variety <laughs> primarily ass blasting <laughs> ass blasting genre <laughs> to my father's co-worker who I have heard <laughs> listens to this show <laughs> this one goes out to you <laughs> the ass blaster <laughs> uh, open ended question number two uh, the character played by Eddie Murphy is named Rudy Ray Moore, uh, and I will be referring to him as Rudy for the rest of the quiz. Yes, that is exactly. 
what I get a point? is <laughs> no? What is Rudy's issue with comedian Red Fox? Um, what would it be? Yeah, I know Samford and Sons. But what would be his problem with it? I'm just going to say he's, like, ugly. I'm going to go for something vain. It's vanity-based, though. Yeah. Okay. You mentioned it a little, but I'd like you to go into a little more detail. What is the origin of the Dolomite moniker? So the name itself and the persona, where does it come from? Where does it go? Where do you come from? <laughs> Dolomite's name. Who do you think you are? <laughs> Dolomite's name. Um, I'm pretty sure he took a lot of the like action persona. I want to say from like martial arts movies never heard of them but the name mm-hmm. uh, it's so much harder when it's for a movie you care about for once yeah <laughs> and i'm not just bullshitting <laughs> this that's must be the, really interesting for uh listeners, listeners. <laughs> yeah um i'm gonna say that you know he Okay, he was probably working in this um, mine at one point, and he was loading some dynamite into it. And then he uh, crawled up the ladder, but then realized um, there was something wrong with the spool, so he had to go back down into it. Then it exploded. And, uh, <laughs> I'm slowly moving the gun up to the side of Wesley's head, prepared to put him out of his misery. <laughs> I'm just trying to describe the, the beginning of, uh, there will be blood. Oh, I was thinking of Zoolander. It's weird how much Zoolander and there will be blood have in common. I drink your black. milkshake, Zoolander. <laughs> but why male models? When's that crossover? And then will there be a team up of <laughs> Rick Moranis, Buki, <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis? <laughs> Two people you've mentioned by character and one by name. <laughs> and uh, Derek Zoolander slash yeah, Benjamin Derek Stiller. Zoolander. You think anyone calls him Benjamin Stiller? Maybe it's father, but he he died. He died. Maybe his real name is Benicio del Stiller. <laughs> he just didn't want to be known as the third Benicio. <laughs> there are too many Benicios in Hollywood, and I cannot be the third. Wait, no, not the third. It's Guillermo del Toro and Benicio del Toro. Never mind. Mm -hmm. He couldn't be the third del Toro. Yes, <laughs> Benjamin del Toro. <laughs> <laughs> Benicio del Storo. 
Oh, man. That sounds like speaking fake Spanish, because it kind of is. <laughs> uh, and then the final open-ended question. How does the gang convince actor Derville Martin to co-star in their movie? Mao? Mao? Um, they probably promise him something that they can't deliver on. Okay. Um, probably a big paycheck, but uh, maybe they play it off that like uh, Rudy is like a big action star when he really isn't, and so that this okay. is an opportunity for him to uh, dip his toes in the water of acting. Okay. Moving on to multiple choice. Which of these is not a song pitched to the DJ at the beginning of the movie? A. Ring-a-ling-a-dong B. The Buggy Ride C. Step It Up and Go or D. Daddy, What's a Train? Mm. Hope Alone D. So you don't want it to be Daddy's Daddy, What's a Train on Hope Alone? Isn't the song what isn't the question what song is attached to the which song is not oh. pitched three songs are pitched then the, i'm asking you which one is um, what was that you, you think ringling a dong is fake what does the fox say ring ding 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 dong ringling a dong ring a lick my dong fox lick my dong fox <laughs> Fox. That's why no one sings that song anymore. Because that Too fox was licking cocks, ringling in my dong. We're funny. What theme song does Craig Robinson's character memorize to easily appeal to the white crowd? Do you think anyone's ever had sex to the what? <laughs> I think that all things in existence, someone has had sex to it. And yes, that includes our fair program here. (laughs) Are you you saying this just because you have done that? Well, couldn't keep that promise. What theme song? Listen to me. Listen to me. I'm asking you a question, see? What theme song did Craig Robinson's character memorize to easily appeal to a white audience? A, the theme song from The Poseidon Adventure. B, the theme song to The Love Boat. C, the theme song to Sanford and Sons. Or D, Daddy, What's a Train? I'll say Sanford and Son. Okay. <laughs> Next multiple choice question. How much money did Rudy's aunt make from falling off a bus? A, $25. B, $50. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) C, $100. Or D, $250. (laughs) I'll say two fifty. Okay, <laughs> out of hope for her. 
Well, the first two, I'm like, is Ethan thinking that I don't know when the 70s were? And I don't know what <laughs> inflation looked like back then. Or maybe I just think they didn't give a black woman that much money for falling off a bus. Yeah, fair. Uh, well, you did unlock a bonus question. How much of that money does Rudy want to borrow and for what? He wants to probably borrow all of it for his movies. He needs self-financing. Uh, probably for a major action scene. Probably wants to blow something up. Mm-hmm. Or to buy a fake gun or something like that. Fake gun. I wrote fake fun. Which is what we have every week on this podcast. <laughs> Uh, and what you have while listening. Uh, multiple choice number four. Which of these albums does the DJ play when Rudy returns to the record shop? A. Dolomite for President. B. Eat Out More Often. C. Daddy, What's a Train? Or D. Ring-a-ling-a-dong. <laughs> I'm going to go with C. Daddy, what's a train? <laughs> Gotta be right one of these times. I couldn't have brought it up this many times. <laughs> uh, okay. And then the final multiple choice question. What did Lady Reed do when her ex-husband had sex with her? This is like a recurring thing she would do while they were still together. Okay. And her husband wanted to have sex. For context. Uh, A, try to fall asleep as fast as possible. B, pretend he was fucking a donkey and laugh at him. C, try to imagine he was anyone else. Or D, pretend she was on a really bad roller coaster and just say, Woo! <laughs> oh, I'm good. I want it to be D. <laughs> I'm going to say D, yeah. That's a funny joke. God damn, I wish I wrote that joke. (laughs) Moving on to true or false. Number one. Rudy wants all of his jokes to end with a rim shot. Mm, Sure. True or false number two. Rudy... uh, That's what I read that one already. (laughs) True or false, when Rudy thinks back of home. Jesus Christ. Let me try this one again. (laughs) It's okay. I got all the time. (laughs) As long as it's under 90 minutes. True or false, when Rudy thinks of back home, he thinks, damn, I miss the food from back home. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, true. True or false, Rudy has always actively studied Kung Fu. False. Okay. I'll give you a bonus question. Do you think we ever see him start studying Kung Fu? I think we see him start and stop studying Kung Fu. Okay. True or false, Rudy purchases and restores the historic Dunbar Hotel. So much historical context that Wesley does not know. False? Because <laughs> he doesn't know what it is. Or why. 
this is hotel for dogs i'm actually showing you hotel oh for dogs. okay then yes false <laughs> <laughs> they don't restore that hotel they just break in those dogs man they they bring it to he double hockey sticks and an h-a-n-d-b-a-s-k-e-t orgasm uh <laughs> and the fi- <laughs> and the final true or false question the theater owner agrees to give rudy a cut of popcorn sales from playing his movie there uh true all righty dighty i haven't done that in a minute uh let me go ahead and send you the screenshot for the movie which one did i pick i picked this one uh it sucks hold on let me compare these two because i want to see which one's better I think the quality on this one's just not good. Uh, I wish I was at the movies. I wish it was true. If it was an hour and 30 minutes, I wouldn't say (laughs) boo-hoo. I've now sent Wesley the screenshot for this movie. With what appears to be pretty large... uh, screen glare I can't turn my lamp off in a way that helps me here which appears to be the same thing going on here it's like it's so hard to find clips from movies that are fun people always hide the good parts behind a paywall so this is a lady. I'm guessing mm-hmm. she's part of Dolomite's film crew, as well as the two people behind. Is that Titus? Hmm. Um, she has what appears to be one of those wire cutters that's used for taking off a hunk of clay you know what i'm talking about like uh like a chicken wire that you would saw through clay with? yeah yeah i think i know what you're talking uh-huh. about yeah with two like wooden spools on the end mm-hmm. um i think she has it wrapped around a chandelier and she's mm-hmm. This is Rudy's cost-saving way of uh, getting better lighting in a scene. Mm-hmm. So she's like kind of puppeteering the chandelier over closer to the where the scene's being filmed. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound very fun, and I know you said this was a very fun scene, so I'm probably wrong. So maybe I get a half mm-hmm. a point for acknowledging that I am wrong. And that I have my own limitations. <laughs> hey, maybe I found it was fun and you won't because you're a buzzkill. <laughs> um, how does she feel about it, though? Well, she feels probably very excited to be in a movie. You know, I would if I were um, a crew member in a movie. Um, but, um, all right. Yeah, very excited. Perfect. Then that is it for the Dolomite Is My Name quiz. Are you doing a 
And Andrew Bernard from The Office? No, that was me scatting. It was ridiculous. Alright, he recovered afterwards, but I no. very clearly hear, heard him say a do. I'm not an Office fan, but God, am I an Office fan. <laughs> Just because I rem- I, I want to make this clear to the audience. Just because I remember everything about something <laughs> doesn't mean I like it. I'm just cursed. And on that note, you've been listening to a very cursed game show. We ain't seen nothing yet. The current score is me, Ethan, 38.25 points out of a predicted 54. And Wesley, 43.25 points out of a predicted 58. Wow, that's a lot of numbers. This is my quiz for how Stella got her groove back, so I need to switch back to my other tab, which says, follow us on Twitter at We Ain't Seen It, where you can vote on my poll uh, for which one of us was closer with uh, the pronunciation of the word cud. <laughs> is it chud or cod? Uh, on Twitter, you can follow me at Powerful Goose or on Letterboxd at E Geese. You can follow Wesley on either platform at Baby Wesley. And remember to let us know how much fake fun you had listening to this podcast. <laughs> Wesley, did you just mouth the words that I was about to read? It's a good, as I was reading it's them? a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good joke. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.